0: Hi, this is Teresa Clark, the executive editor of Africa.com. And today we have the opportunity to sit down with William Miller of General Electric, who is the senior leader for learning and development. William's been working very closely with the African leadership university in particular around a very forward thinking program that is called the Africa industrial internet program. How are you today, William?
1: I'm very well. Thank you, Teresa. How are you doing?
0: good thank you so much for taking the time from your busy schedule to speak with pleasure. us in our audience
1: pleasure absolute pleasure um, i love this program so i'm happy to be here
0: william tell us what is the africa industrial internet program
1: okay so this was um launched in fact it was pioneered in 2017 the beginning of 2017 actually 2018 sorry uh, we were doing the design work in 2017. And it was designed to um, upskill traditional engineers so that we'd become technologists uh, or digital engineers at the end of the program. Um, It's a blended learning solution. So there are opportunities for um, students to engage with each other. There are group assignments, case studies. And then what is called the intensives, which are between the modules, and I'll tell you what the modules are, um, are for people to meet meet face-to-face and to discuss and review what they have learned. So the prerequisite for this program is that they must have an engineering qualification. They need to have some experience within a business, and they must have aptitude in statistics and Python coding. And if they, they don't have that aptitude, there are some boot camps to help them on their way. And basically they go on this journey, and uh, this learning journey through six modules. One of them, the first one being data analytics and visualization. The second being machine learning, um, big data, innovation and entrepreneurship, app development and digital for industry, which is the kind of capstone module. Um, most of it is online. As I was saying, um, when we designed this there was nothing quite like it. We had nothing to benchmark on. And um, and it give it, it gave us an opportunity to look at the future of the role of the engineer as well. So that basically in a nutshell is what it is.
0: That's great. And, and who are the participants? Tell us a little bit more about the participants in the program
1: um, so you know as I was saying you know the, these are graduates in, in engineering, whatever kind of engineering, but m- most of them seem to come from mechanical engineering backgrounds. Um, they are um, you know they they come from businesses within Africa so GE is one of them um, but there's companies like Transnet, Baker Hughes, CET, Power, Starbolt, Global, Shell, uh, River State, ADP um, all across Africa um, and the kind of positions that they're in which are usually quite junior um, but you'd have manufacturing engineers, project engineers uh, factory engineers and also entrepreneurs. There are a few entrepreneurs as well. So those are the that's the kind of participant mix that we have um, at the moment.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to partner with the African Leadership University, with ALU?
1: Okay, so. <laughs> um So the the ALU is, um, as you probably know, the Africa Leadership University, it was established in 2015 and they've got campuses in Rwanda and, and Mauritius. And um, you know they offer undergraduate postgraduate programs there. What we liked about them, and this is why we partnered with them is there, there is a massive focus on continuous learning, which is what we wanted to. Um, where there was a common interest, but the other common interest was that we uh, this socio socioeconomic aspect to it was it was about developing African leaders for the future, and that's very much high on the Africa Leadership University's agenda. Is about this development and you know moving people forward. In, in all kinds of roles, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they work for government entities, whether they work for private companies, but it's a giving this opportunity through education to develop and succeed. Um, the other thing that we liked about partnering with them is they have a concept of just in time design. They also believe in on the job learning, which is very important, a self paced learning. Um, and also, it was, you know, for the, from the other standpoint, it was about the the role of the engineer as well. It's not just the physics that they need to be equipped with um, for future positions in that field, but it's also the social skills that they need to be able to use such as consultancy um, and also what this program focuses on, which is the technology um, again, to bring the engineer into the future.
0: What part does big data have to play in this program?
1: OK, so big, big data is actually one of the modules um, of the program. And um, you know, typically, when you think about big data, it's um, this, is a, this is most of the time the, a, a data scientist responsible for you know, kind of collating the big data. So big data, for those of you who, um, who don't know much about it, is, is about having lots and lots of information that is stored on the cloud so that you can um, use certain criteria to interpret that data for you to make decisions on it. Now, what you need to be able to get that data, and this is why data scientists play a role in that, is that they need to create two types of data. One of them is historical data, which is usually called a time series or a data set where you are able to make decisions and predictions based on that historical data. But what's more important for this particular program is real-time data, which comes from the assets. So the Internet of Things and sensors, which are placed onto these machines, give you that real-time data, so that you can use that to measure asset performance and make machines and assets much more sustainable, um, much more, you know, the speed which you can get to them, uh, to get to the customer is faster, less costs, less downtime, more uptime. And that's why you kind of the big data plays a huge part in all of this, because you're enabling assets to work more um, reliably.
0: Interesting. So, so when you think about big data on the continent, are there some industries in Africa that are ahead of others in terms of their use of big data or certain regions that are ahead of others?
1: You know, to be honest, the world is so dynamic, I really don't know the, the, the answer to that question. Um, I think people are becoming more and more aware of the benefits of it. And you know, there are cloud service providers out there like Salesforce that are doing a phenomenal job of you know, helping businesses to kind of collect that kind of data. Um, I think where we struggle is that, you know, now we're realizing the benefits of having that historical and real-time data we're at the stage where we need to be consciously making that data. So it's either collecting historical data, but it's also making sure that we've got sensors on all of these machines, which we're becoming very, very good at um, to generate that kind of data. So we're kind of still working on that. A lot of companies have made big progress, but I don't have any concrete, um, <laughs> concrete data on who is doing better than others.
0: So what are some of the success stories coming out of this program?
1: Um, so, you know, these are, um, you know, graduates and, you know, I know one of them in particular that has kind of, uh, is now working as a data engineer for a company in Johannesburg. And, you know, this, all of this, the, the, the intelligence and the knowledge that has been gained from this program has enabled his business to be more successful. Now, when I say that um, the last module that we have in this program is called Digital for Industry. And in Digital for Industry, we focus a lot on advanced manufacturing. So that's 3D technology. It's also digital twin, digital factories, you know, the application of art of intelligence. Now, what I want to stress here is that here we're talking about emerging technology. We need to get these graduates to kind of bring this into mature technology, which will take quite a lot of time to do that. But let's just talk just briefly about the Digital Twin, which is their capstone project and why this is a success story. Typically what you have with an asset is that you have an asset that has um, a short life cycle, or they might have a a finite life cycle. And what you have is if you put, um, if you create a 3D replica of that asset based on, this asset's performance in different temperatures different pressures different environments and you're able to replicate that replicate that using 3d technology and then you put it you put the maths to it as well and then you decide okay if this asset is actually positioned in very cold temperature or very high temperature then the materials becomes weaker and the the asset doesn't last a long time. But if you're able to measure that kind of information, that kind of data, and actually you build protective layers or you add protective layers to the product, it means that the product will have a higher life cycle. It means it's a big win-win for the customer and it's a win-win for the, the, the business. Because practically, you're decreasing downtime. You're decreasing maintenance time. Um, you are making things more cost-friendly, cost-effective, and you're also speed and reliability. So all of that, these graduates are able to bring this into their businesses to make their products more efficient. And just one example of the success story is this person has actually become a data engineer. So part of his remit is actually to use most of the tools and knowledge that he gained in this program right from its beginning to make that happen. So it's basically, it's making all of these guys more employable. And in turn, that's making the big Africa agenda more relevant, because this is about positioning these leaders in Africa at another level. And it's keeping them as well in these really strong engineering roles, which is what what, Africa needs as well. So, leadership and science together, this is what we're doing with this program.
0: That's important. That's very important. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. And what about small businesses? Are small businesses, we know how important small businesses are to the African economy. Mm -hmm. Are they able to take these learnings to their advantage, or is the concept um, using this knowledge limited mainly to large corporates and international conglomerates like the world?
1: so the thing is that this is very much based on um you know this is for people within manufacturing so at the moment it tends to be quite fairly um uh, some of the companies are fairly large like ge however there are a lot of national oil companies in africa that are small to medium sized that potentially benefit from this experience um And if you look at, you know, countries like, you know, Nigeria, Angola, um, and there's a lot more as well, but I'm just giving you two two countries where you've got presence in oil and gas, for example. That's very relevant for them. So it doesn't have to be a large corporation. It can be a small manufacturing company. And then just to expand on that, I mean, this is something that the, the Africa Leadership Group have done as well is that they have expanded their, you know, education and they've created um, a kind of, well, I don't know whether it's a spin-off or not, but it's become a prominent kind of institute of learning called ALX. And ALX is a kind of concept, but it's also an institute where people can actually go and learn from each other. There are certain learning paths for people interested in data science, for functional leaders that are not necessarily interested, you know, engineers that are interested in going through, similar paths but with an end with a transactional context rather than a manufacturing context and personally i'm not involved with that but those are very much been in development and they've been kind of formalized as well i think starting this year
0: good good well how do you see this program evolving over the next few years
1: you know interestingly um i i think you know what i think there's a couple of things here that i would i would stress one of them is that the way that we design this is just in time so this is not a kind of traditional university degree course where you set the content one year before you deliver it technology changes all the time so we need to be ahead of the game so typically the design will be complete just before the module is launched because we have to change and make sure that content is relevant. The issue with what a lot of traditional universities have done in the past is that they design content and launch it you know, one, two, three years before it's ready. And that, that doesn't always make sure that things are up to date. We're in a much more dynamic world than before. It's less static. And so that's one of the reasons that we have to keep up to date. The things that we're exploring at the moment, right at the moment is making this global. And, um, you know, having something that is um, kind of owned by uh, a company, a private university in Africa, um, bring this out at a global level. And I'm helping to kind of look at how we scale that and how we market it. I think as we go forward, it is is a one-year program at the moment, but we might make it a bit more self-paced. And the reason for that is that, you know, all of these guys that are on this program, they're in full-time jobs, and they have to find the time to add this to their daily work, um, which is a huge challenge. You know, when they've got deadlines and, you know, I help it we're out with out-of-office hours, uh, which I think is about 8 p.m. in Kenya on a Thursday afternoon. So we're going to look at, explore ways of making it more self-paced. We may well add some topics that are specific to cybersecurity um, technology, uh, cloud technology and automation. And we may be also looking at how we can create it as a kind of more module opportunity. So you don't have a finite start and finish date for a module, but you can kind of accommodate your workload to allow you to finish the projects um, more comfortably. I think the things that we would keep definitely is the peer to peer learning. That's very important. Um, we also see this program as not graduating from the um, Africa Industrial Internet program. We see it as graduating into a continued learning path where you are kind of transforming emerging technology into more mature technology. And there are, again, there are kind of um, you know, opportunities within the LAL group to continue that learning.
0: William, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, thank you so much for taking your time to share your knowledge and expertise with us. And uh, It's a pleasure. We wish you the very best of luck as you continue with this program, which is making a big difference for the continent and science and having a big Yes. Impact. Yes. In upskilling the the continent scientists and engineers. So this is very important and impactful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Teresa. It's been a pleasure to be with you.